This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, November 30th, 2019. On this day in 2001, Gary Ridgway, also known as the Green River Killer, was arrested. For nearly 20 years, Ridgway evaded the police, but thanks to developments in DNA testing, he couldn't stay hidden forever. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the arrest of Gary Ridgway, one of America's most prolific serial killers. Let's go back to 3 p.m. on November 30th, 2001, just outside Seattle. Matt Haney's heart thumped in his chest as the police cruiser sped down the Washington State Highway. He'd been waiting for this day for a very long time. For over 15 years, the nearly 50-year-old police lieutenant had been convinced that Gary Ridgway was the so-called Green River Killer. The King County Sheriff's Department believed he was guilty of murdering 71 women. Most of the victims were between the ages of 15 and 25. Many were sex workers or runaways. The cause of death was always the same. He would rape them, kill them via strangulation. Then he would dump the bodies near the Green River, just outside Seattle. Gary Ridgway had been a person of interest in the case since April 1983 when a victim's boyfriend saw her get into a pickup truck whose description matched a vehicle belonging to Ridgway. But Ridgway denied knowing her, and detectives couldn't find anything to prove he was lying. Facing immense pressure to catch the killer, the police turned to an unlikely source for help. Convicted serial killer Ted Bundy. At the time, Bundy was awaiting execution. In interviews with detectives, he suggested that the Green River Killer was probably returning to his dump sites to sexually assault his victims' corpses. The next time investigators found a fresh grave, he advised them to stake out the site and wait for the killer to come back. The advice proved to be spot on. Although then-Detective Haney and his task force weren't able to catch the killer red-handed, they were able to collect semen samples from a violated corpse. Unfortunately, this evidence was all but useless for the time being. In the early 1980s, semen samples could only be used for determining blood type. They could only narrow a suspect down to one of several million. It was circumstantial evidence at best. 
Haney's key lead remained just that, a lead. Then, around 1988, the murders suddenly stopped. With no fresh leads to track, investigators could only hope that someday DNA testing would be advanced enough to prove Gary Ridgway was the Green River Killer. As the investigation into the Green River Killer wound down, Detective Haney moved on to a new phase in his life. In 1996, he moved to Homer, Alaska, where he was promoted to lieutenant. But five years later, he received a call he never expected. By 2001, the King County Sheriff's Department finally felt that DNA testing was sufficiently advanced to connect Ridgeway to at least four of the murders. The results were conclusive. The DNA found on the Green River Killer's victim belonged to Gary Ridgeway. And now, there was finally a warrant out for his arrest. Lieutenant Haney clutched his gun as the line of squad cars and SUVs roared into the parking lot of a Seattle-area trucking company. The police were determined not to let Ridgeway slip through their fingers. Across the lot, 52-year-old Gary Ridgeway was just getting off a shift of detailing trucks. Suddenly, he was surrounded by a crowd of law enforcement. In one fell swoop, Ridgeway was thrown into the back of a squad car and charged with four counts of murder. The Green River Killer was finally off the streets. Coming up, the full extent of Gary Ridgway's crimes comes to light. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On November 30th, 2001, 52-year-old Gary Ridgway was finally arrested thanks to DNA testing. Immediately following the arrest, King County Sheriff Dave Reichart called a press conference to announce that Ridgway had been apprehended. While he stopped short of proclaiming that Ridgway was the Green River Killer, Reichart did emphasize that all 71 murders were linked in some way. But at the moment, Ridgway was only being charged with four of the suspected 71 murders the Green River Killer had committed. If he was going to face justice for all his crimes, prosecutors would have to get creative. Unfortunately, there wasn't any DNA evidence to link Ridgway with the rest of the murders. But if he was found guilty of the four murders he was currently connected to, that would be enough to give Ridgway the death sentence. That fact was a bargaining chip the prosecutors could use in their favor. Along with the circumstantial evidence Lieutenant Matt Haney and his task force had gathered over the years, the DNA evidence made it an open and shut case. With this inevitability in mind, 
prosecutors offered Ridgway a plea bargain. If he admitted to the rest of the murders, they would take the death penalty off the table. He agreed to the deal. Over the next two years, Ridgway went into painstaking detail on the crimes he had committed. Although he did admit to the 71 murders, he could only provide clear details on 48 of them. The details he provided, however, were incredibly disturbing. Ridgway talked about how he'd pick up his victims at truck stops or dive bars. He would use a picture of his son to gain their trust. Then he would take them into his house or into the woods, where he would strangle them to death and sexually assault the corpse. Sometimes his son would be waiting in the car while he did it. Ridgway also explained how he'd been able to throw investigators off his trail for so many years. In order to sow confusion, he would drop cigarettes around the crime scene, making it seem like the killer was a smoker. On one occasion, he left pamphlets for airport motels to make it seem like whoever had done it was from out of town. He would also periodically take bodies down to Portland to deceive investigators into thinking the Green River Killer had moved to Oregon. Even though he hadn't provided details on all 71 murders, the prosecutors felt like Ridgway had held up his end of the bargain. After he pleaded guilty to 49 counts of aggravated first-degree murder on November 2, 2003, the judge sentenced Ridgway to a life sentence for each one, along with an additional 480 years for good measure. Naturally, there was no possibility of parole. With these murders confirmed, Gary Ridgway officially became one of the most prolific serial killers in American history. In interviews, he's referred to this horrific murder spree as his career, and though he's proud of his so-called accomplishments, he does not rate himself as the worst of the worst. In fact, when a psychologist asked Ridgway to rate himself on a scale of one to five in terms of evilness, he only gave himself a three. His reasoning was that he only killed his victims, he didn't torture them. But for the 71 young women who lost their lives at Ridgway's hands, he was a five on a scale of five. Gary Ridgway is a monster of the highest order. And while his victims will never get true justice, there's at least some comfort in knowing he will never kill again. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To learn more about Gary Ridgway, be sure to check out our Serial Killers episodes profiling his crimes. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. 
At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Travis Clark, and Joel Stein. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 